Hello and welcome to the podcast for the June issue of The Lancet Neurology. I'm Richard Lay. This month we're focusing on a review about stroke. Let's hear from our author introducing himself. My name is Klaus Fassbender, Professor of Neurology and Chairman of the Department of Neurology at the University of the Saarland, Germany. Professor Fassbender, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Neurology. Your review article about stroke, which is in the June issue of the journal, is very interesting and it concerns something that we've known about for, for quite a while, this critical time period, this window of opportunity for the treatment of acute ischemic stroke. Before we go into the details of your review, what factors do you think contribute to this very important issue, that is the underuse of alteplase? Well, based on animal experimental work in the 70s, it is well known that time is the most crucial factor in neural injury in acute stroke. It is known that neurons are extremely sensitive to hypoxia and they soon die when reperfusion cannot be achieved. And the recent uh, clinical trials also show these findings that um, time is most, most important for success of a treatment. For example, number needed to treat for achieving uh, a good outcome increases from 4.5 when treatment is started within 1.5 hours to 14 if treatment is started between 3.0 and 4.5 hours. The term Time is brain aims to describe this fact. A major factor that contributes to underuse of alteplase is a pre-hospital delay. Only 14 to 48% of the patients arrive to hospital within two hours, and this is uh, very much too late. The patients simply come too late for thrombolysis, and in the end, no more than 1% to 8% of stroke patients are treated. Indeed, that's absolutely crucial, isn't it, to the, to the whole area of stroke. What factors do you think contribute to the delay? Is it that patients are not close enough to a hospital or to a stroke unit or to the services that can actually deliver this urgently required treatment? Or is there a delay before that? Is there a delay by patients in actually seeking assistance in the first place? Delays are caused by both groups, uh, by the patients and by the uh, emergency medical services. Of course, sectors such as distances to uh, stroke units are also important. There are many studies showing that demographic factors such as male sex or elevated age Low education or low income are associated with a very slow response. Women, for example, or younger people are too much, too much better in this uh, regard. Social factors such as presence of bystanders um, are associated, of course, with a very fast response. While if somebody is alone, it takes much longer. And there are finally also medical factors such as very severe symptoms or very sudden onset and uh, of symptoms um, or speech disorders. These kind of uh, very severe disorders are associated with a very fast response. And finally, we know many psychological factors such as fear of hospital or fear of disease, which are also associated with a very slow response. So there are many factors known which have to be, uh, be addressed in um, public awareness campaigns. Yes, that was my next question. What factors should be addressed then raising public awareness, just raising awareness generally in the population, particularly at the most vulnerable groups, perhaps you were saying elderly men, lower socioeconomic status, clearly they must be a target for heightened awareness campaigns. What, what could be done? Yeah, there are, many, there are already many um, studies or campaigns that have been performed and these studies have shown that they can be effective However, effects are very variable, 
and they only last for a very short time. The future public awareness, awareness campaigns should be tailored more to more specific subpopulations, for example, minorities uh, or um, stroke victims or other entities who are um, at high risk, or some people even discuss to um, tailor public awareness campaigns to children as medium to spread knowledge among high-risk persons or as future patients or as future physicians. Future campaigns should also better understand and consider the beliefs of the disease-named target groups and, um, of course, the best possible environment for such uh, campaigns should be uh, chosen, such as waiting rooms, churches, or even the Internet. There are many novel um, uh, evolving possibilities. And most important, maybe just to come to the end, is that a campaign has a very clear message and clearly proposes a specific action, such as immediately calling the EMS. Let's just assume that these heightened, better public awareness programs were in place. If you're educating the public, let's say you're educating, I don't know, school children maybe, or young adults, what would be the simplest way of getting the message across? What type of visible symptoms would you need to educate people about to spot a stroke in a friend or a relative? The symptoms of a, of a good stroke should be um, well uh, known among the public and um, for example, simple scores such as a fast score, the face arm speech test or face um, arm speech time test, this should be uh, distributed among the whole society and everybody one should know the major symptoms such as uh, speech disorders or weakness of the arm. The main symptoms are very well known for heart attack, but not nearly nobody understands very well what are the symptoms for stroke. So this kind of message has to be distributed. Indeed. Turning to pre-hospital care, the emergency services, clearly this is the time that is most critical, obviously getting to hospital, getting to a stroke unit within three hours is absolutely critical. But, but surely there must be an important message here for the emergency services. What can they do better to help use this window of opportunity? Because clearly sometimes by the time people get patients get to hospital, it's too late. Yeah, that's true. The emergency medical services are the most crucial link in this uh, issue of bringing the patient as soon as possible to the hospital for treatment. So continued uh, further education is of utmost importance. This uh, further education should uh, include education in use of scales for symptom recognition, as we just mentioned. There should also include use of protocols for to transfer patients to experience self-stand centers. So there should be protocols that show or direct the emergency medical service to the most appropriate hospital. Eventually bypassing hospitals, hospitals without specific stroke expertise. And finally, it is of most importance um, to use pre-notification of the receiving hospitals. For with pre-notification, the receiving hospital has really the chance to prepare the arrival of the patient. For example, the access to the CT scanner. For example, with print notification, the door-to-needle time of 20 minutes is possible, as previously shown by a team in Helsinki at Finland. So pre-notification might be the single most important uh, measure for the EMS that is, could help that more patients get the adequate treatment. Indeed, and that's something that could happen now. 
clearly something like pre, pre-notification. Just looking to the future, how do you see the role of the emergency teams, pre-hospital emergency teams, how do you see that changing? Could there be ways that they could actually be involved in delivering all to place themselves or is that a step too far, do you think? Well, there are developments and um, in the, that go in this direction. For example, it is possible that pre-hospital stock management um, could be improved by transfer of all diagnostic but also therapeutic measures already to the pre-hospital phase of stock management. Stock diagnosis and treatment is um, directly at the emergency site is possible, as recently shown in a a trial. For example, by use of a mobile stroke unit, that is an ambulance that includes everything which is needed for diagnosis and treatment of acute stroke, such as CT scanner, a point-of-care laboratory and telemedicine connection to the hospital. Time until treatment can be reduced by 50% in a recent um, randomized trial that has been published in Lancet Neurology one year ago. However, medical benefit and best settings still have to be further explored. And of course, cost effectiveness is also not clear and has to be further studied. Finally, are you optimistic that in the future we can manage stroke better than we do at the moment by implementing some of the features we've discussed today? It can only be better. Right now, only 1% to 8% of the patients are uh, actually treated, and this is a very uh, bad situation. It can only be better. With best adherence to current guidelines that include, um, for example, pre-notification of the receiving hospital, and with future new possibilities and options, just uh, like the mentioned mobile stroke unit concept, I think the situation will uh, get much better. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Professor Klaus Fassbender, on the line from Germany. Many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Neurology. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Klaus Fassbender and to you all for listening. See you next time.